Welcome to the Soul Talks podcast, where we equip pastors, leaders, and other men and women in ministry to thrive with Jesus in their life and leadership. Now let's join Bill and Christy Galtier, doctors in psychology, spiritual directors, and founders of Soul Shepherding. Friends, today we're going to talk about hope. Hope is the most important virtue in a way because faith and love spring from hope. We read in Colossians 1, 4, and 5, one of the famous scriptures in Isaiah chapter 40, those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will mount up with wings as eagles. They will run and not be weary. They will walk and not faint. Hope is the source of so many good things. Well, what is hope? Sometimes we don't, we don't even really know what it is. We, it, we act like it's or uh, talk like it's just sort of wishful thinking. But hope is actually the anticipation of good from God. Hope is an anchor for our soul. It's a solid tie in, into reality in, in the stormy seas that keep, keeps us anchored. In verse Corinthians 13 ends with, in these three remain, faith, hope, and love. The three, uh, the great trilogy of, of virtues. Yeah. So hope is powerful, hope is important, hope is a gift from God. And yet there are many of us who feel like our follower on Instagram, who when we posted about this, that hope is anticipation from good from God, said, so what do you say to someone who is afraid to hope, who is afraid to be disappointed, who is afraid I won't get what I hope for? And So thank you for posting that question because we love to hear from you. We have so many people that are following Jesus with us and Instagram is one of those places. So if you're not following us, Soul Shepherding on Instagram, we'd love to have you join us in following Jesus there. But thank you for your question on Instagram there about hope because you articulated and voiced a question and a struggle I think at some level we all relate to. I think we all have experiences of trying to defend or protect ourselves from disappointment in life. To hope for good from God, to to have hope that you're going to be accepted by someone important to you in a, a relationship, uh, to have hope that your your work is going to be appreciated when you put yourself out there, whether you're a, an artist or a, a minister or leading a small group or whatever your work is, when you when you put it out there and people respond to it, uh, you you want it to be uh, valued and for people to see the significance of it. And so it's a risk. Certainly, when we pray, we, we have uh, Christy some loved ones who are in some major health uh, battles right now. And so uh, praying for healing, praying for uh, God's care for them, and that that comes out of hope, anticipating that that God is good, that God uh, is a healer, that God is is a redeemer, that works bad things for for good in people's lives. And so we're we're getting out on a limb when when we really hope in, in the reality of God's kingdom being manifest in particular circumstances in our life. I think that I can't have true faith if I don't have hope. If I don't have hope that these loved ones will get well, that that God is active in their life, that God can work this for good, that that he loves them, it it paralyzes my faith when I feel hopeless. It paralyzes my faith. It It even paralyzes my connection to God, my trust in God. Yeah, another great place to understand hope is in Romans chapter 5. There's a great uh, passage here. We rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Not uh, not only so, but we also rejoice in our sufferings, 
That's the, that's the really hard part because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, and character, hope. And hope does not disappoint us because God has poured out his love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit whom he has given us. So there's a back and forth there between hope that hope uh, is where we start when we can see that God is loving and kind and gracious, the God who's our creator, our redeemer, the God with all the power, the, the sovereign Lord, he's, he's generous and tenderhearted. And so that's this, our source of hope is in God. And then that carries us through trials, uh, through uh, learning to obey the Lord's teachings and developing character, a deeper experience of God's love, so which then leads to more hope. So like it's like a circle there, but hope is is in the middle of all that, and in a special way, it's the the spring, as we said from Colossians chapter one. So to look to God with hope in any situation is, is really you could say it's the most important thing in our life. And yet, it talks in that scripture again. Hope does not disappoint, but sometimes experientially it feels like it does. It feels like I really hoped for that and I was disappointed. And so that was so painful. That was such a, a fall, if you will, in my spirit that I, I don't want to suffer that again. I don't want to go there again. I don't want to risk that deep disappointment and grieving. So I defend myself by just saying, well, I'm just not going to hope. Because we put our hope uh, very naturally, uh, understandably, we put our hope in things being better for us, whether that's healing or my friend uh, accepting me, a conversation going well, a uh, relationship with a family member being repaired, my work that I'm doing being uh, appreciated by people, as I said earlier. We put our hope in these things. It's not wrong to do that. Of course, we, we have desires for things to go, go better. Uh, but when our hope is in those outward things, those circumstances, well, we're going to be disappointed. Sometimes things are not always going to go the way we want them to. Our prayers are not always going to be answered the way we want them to. So we're going to experience letdowns. So I think that's really important what you're saying, because what you're saying is that it's not just, it's not like hope is magical. It's not like if you hope it, it'll happen. It's not like just have hope that everything's going to always go the way you want it. That's not what we're talking about here. That kind of hope, we, we will be disappointed. Because we're going to hope for some things that maybe seem good to us but really aren't or some things that just we don't have control over or just aren't ultimate. And so we're not saying that hope is like this magical thing that we need to always hope for the best in every circumstance and always place a lot of weight on our, our hope. Yeah, so back to the Hebrew scripture that hope is an anchor for our soul in the stormy seas of circumstances that go up and down, hope is what uh, anchors us to reality, to the to the the ground of God's existence and God's kingdom. And so, and then back in the Romans five passage, hope is it's not just this idea that we're going to get what we want, but hope is facilitating our growth in character, our growth in Christlikeness. It's it's facilitating our deepening experience and expression of God's love and God's peace and God's joy. And so as it relates to, to virtue and to life with Jesus in the kingdom of the heavens, that, that's where hope is doing it, it, its real work. And that then that positive outlook that God is on the move, God is doing beautiful things, and I'm getting to 
participate in, in God's beautifulness and God's uh, redemption and God's blessings. Not always when I want or the way I want, but God is always good. And, I, and that's, I'm experiencing that in different ways, even through these ups and downs in, in my life. That's what, what hope is really about. It's, it's tying into the, the revelation and reality of God's presence. So how would you distinguish hope and faith? It seems like they're really closely connected. Like I said, I don't think I can have faith without hope. Yeah, well, it's so helpful to me in Colossians 1 that hope is the spring for faith and love, that my faith, my, my confidence in God, my, my trust in God, my ability to... Uh, faith in the Bible is a lot about perseverance, a continuing relationship with God where I'm trusting the Lord, even though uh, circumstances are going up and down, as we said. So I think maybe you would say hope is where we get our larger vision from that guides our faith, and that faith is more concrete and specific in terms of what we're having faith in God for, how we're trusting and putting our confidence in God in the moment. Faith is how we work it out, for sure. Hope ties into the fact that I have needs and I, I, I want blessings. And so hope is a very like warm and compassionate virtue. It's God's tenderness to me that, well, I, I have needs, I have desires, and God cares about that. So sometimes it seems like hope isn't as solid as faith in the way we use it. So let's say you, you typically hear, well, do you have faith that chair is going to hold you? If so, you sit in it. That's faith. You're, you believe it's going to hold you. But it kind of seems to say, well, I hope it's going to hold me. That doesn't feel, that kind of feels wishy-washy. That kind of feels like, well, I'm not really sure. I just hope so. I'm going to go for it. So sometimes hope's talked about that way, as if it's actually lesser than faith. Yeah, I think that that's a different use of the word hope. It, it's back to this wishful thinking idea, which is, is back of what a lot of us feel unconsciously when we use the word hope. But but biblical hope is tied into the reality, the the rock bottom ocean floor of God's reality. And that's, so, that's why it's an anchor. So I think you would say that one of the things in this question is how do I guard against disappointment or what do I do if I'm afraid of being disappointed? And I think part of what we might say to that is if we're if we think hope is this wishful thinking, it's this kind of thing, well, I'm not, I don't really believe this. I just hope it's true. Mm-hmm. Then what we tend to do is we tend to want to not have expectation. But faith is a sort of expectation in God and true hope really is too. It's an expectation that God is good. It's an anticipation, but could you even say an expectation? An expectation of good from God, for sure. Yeah, not expectation as in controlling things, but yeah, anticipating that, that God God will come through, not necessarily in the way I, I want, but in a way that's good. And so the, the problem w- with when we're afraid of disappointment, it's because we don't know that underneath us are the everlasting arms of God. We, we don't, we might know that intellectually, but we're, we're scared to be let down and have negative emotions piling on top of us and to be overwhelmed or to be alone with that. And so we guard against hoping by letting our hopes down because we don't want to feel, if we hope too much, then the letdown hurts too much. And that's because we're not 
trusting that there there is empathy, there is compassion, there there is grace, there is support for me. I'm not going to be alone. Because when when we know that in a, in a difficult time, in a painful time, I'm going to be supported, I'm going to be loved, I'm going to be cared for, then the, the natural uh, healthy human uh, way to live, it, it is to hope, it is to reach out. And so you, you see this, we see this in our little little grandkids. They, they have hope that they can, uh, Lincoln has hope that he can walk and not fall and watching him just kind of wobble along. And he's he's been well loved, he feels secure, and sometimes he falls and gets hurt, but he knows that he's going to be held and he's going to be comforted. So he doesn't shrink back, he tries new things. And in our older grandchild, Juliet, uh, who's uh, just turning four, we, we see her venture out in many ways with her personality, with, with lots of big uh, courage and, and positivity and confidence. And uh, that's because, she, in part, is because she's very well cared for and loved. And when, when she is disappointed or things don't go well, she, no, she knows that she's going to be accepted and she's going to be cared for. And so children who experience bonding and secure attachment they they have a, they develop a, a greater sense of confidence and adventure about themselves to take risks and to try to hope for good things and it's okay if they fail or they get rejected because they can fall back into some arms of comfort yeah and i i really appreciate your pointing this out because i think that there are times i don't think we can guard against disappointment i think we are going to be disappointed i know that there's all kinds of times when i I am motivated by hope to pray and to ask for something good from God, but I get disappointed. And I think sometimes it's because I get overly attached to the outcome that I'm praying for. And when that outcome doesn't happen, which many times it does, God does answer prayer powerfully, but there are times when he doesn't answer it in the way I want, or I'm hoping he will, and I get disappointed and so instead of not ever hoping again and defending myself against hoping in God and praying again, I need to grieve. I need to grieve that my hope was disappointed. I need to grieve that the outcome that I wanted wasn't fulfilled. Well, the way I, I would say it for my life is that when we've uh, prayed for someone's healing or when we try something new in soul shepherding, whether it's hiring somebody for a position or a new uh, program that we're uh, releasing for, for people or uh, writing a new book like we've been working on. Uh, th- these are all risks. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like hope and then with faith, it's like getting out on a limb and you're, you're getting on a limb for God and you're not worried about whether or not you might fall because you're trusting that God will catch you. Because the outcomes are not on my back. It's not up to me to heal somebody. It's not up to me to write a successful book. It's not up to me to create a, a great program for soul shepherding that's going to help lots and lots of people. My my part is to, is to try. It's to it's to use my my knowledge and uh, my heart and my compassion and, and to reach out and, and love somebody or do some good work and, and put it out there. And when I have a robust uh, biblical hope, I'm able to do that because I'm I'm not tied to the the outcomes of that. My my self esteem is not hanging in the balance here. If I pray for somebody and they're not healed, it's not like it's my fault. I I, I did my part to to uh, pray with hope and with faith and and with love. And uh, if 
the healing doesn't happen, that that's that's on on God's side. Um, he's the sovereign Lord, and and there's many factors that go into a healing happening or not, just as there are many factors that go into a successful book or not, or or a successful small group, or a family gathering going like we want it to, or a conversation with a friend going like we want it to. And so when I can get, when I can abandon the outcomes of these situations to God and realize, okay, I'm just going to do my part, and my part is responding to what I believe God is doing, what I believe is a good thing that God is a part of, and then I'm I'm going out on a limb to say, okay, Lord, I'm I'm looking to you to act to bring your beauty and your kindness and your power and your goodness. And so what I find is that when I take that attitude of, of faith that that's springing from hope, that uh, miracles sometimes happen, good good things happen. God God does great things, and so I I feel like I'm I, my my life is this adventure because I I've got this confidence in God, this this hopeful anticipation and expectancy that God's going to do something good. And I think, I think it's along these lines, but uh, even if it's not along those lines, it's going to be good. And even if it leads in my failing or my rejection or my being disappointed, it's okay because I know that I can find the empathy I need to deal with that. And I know that there's going to be growth in my character, like Romans 5 talks about, and that I'm going to have a continuing and deepening, actually, experience of God's loving kindness and mercy. Even if I'm not my prayers are being answered the way I want, what I actually need is larger than that particular want. So what you're saying right there is that you're saying, even in the disappointment, even when you feel the disappointment and that what seemingly what you hoped for didn't happen, that you still have hope. You have hope that God will work for good, that God's producing more character in you, that you can hope again that your your heart is secure and hoping for God, even in the midst of the current disappointment and the grief, and, and in that you have hope that God is with you and you can receive and experience that even through receiving empathy from people, ambassadors of Christ, as you process through the grief of the, about the disappointment. Yes. Part of what the situation here is, what I've learned, is that I, I have many hopes. And so when there's, we're talking about one particular hope in one particular situation of need or opportunity, I, I would rather hope for good from God in that situation with the possibility that I might end up getting, getting disappointed. I'd rather hope and be disappointed than to not hope at all. Because if you don't hope at all, then you, your, your world starts shrinking and you're missing out on the adventure of life. There it's, is something, though, that's that can be hard about hoping. I think of the scripture that says, hope deferred makes the heart sick. Yeah, well, it is this this disappointment, this letdown, this experiencing rejection, experiencing failure. Our, our hopes, our specific hopes, uh, don't always come true. And so we have um, uh, painful emotions about that. And uh, the it, it, it's it's a risk to proceed. I have learned that it's better to, to live the adventure, to be courageous, to be bold, uh, and, and to hope as God is, is leading me, and that life works out much better. There's many more good things that I get to participate in because of taking all these risks, but there are failings and rejections and disappointments and hard emotional experiences that maybe I experience more of those by hoping. But it's worth it because I know that there is comfort available to me in God and in, in friends that I trust. 
And because I know that I'm doing this as best I can discern in tandem with the Spirit of Jesus leading me in, in my life, my relationships, and my work, I, I, I know that there is a larger picture, the Romans 5 larger picture of, of hope-producing character and, and a, a faith that perseveres and a growing love relationship with God and with other people. Well, and I think Romans 8 is coming to mind, too, where Paul says, who hopes for what he already has? Yet if we hope for what we have not yet received, we wait patiently for it. There is this there is this waiting of this eternal hope. To some extent, our hope in God isn't ever going to be fulfilled fully in this life. And I think that it's helpful for me to have that perspective. I know when I am... When I find myself feeling discouraged or grieving the loss of something that I had hoped for, something I had hoped for right now, temporarily, and I find myself in the the emotions of that, the downness of that, the grief of that, the sadness of that, sometimes I'll be reminded of the psalm where it says, why so downcast, oh my soul, put your hope in God for you yet again have reason to praise him. Mm -hmm. And that's that's a reorienting scripture for me that reminds me where my ultimate hope is fixed and that what I'm really waiting patiently for there, that my ultimate hope is on God and his goodness, not on the circumstance that where it didn't go the way that I had hoped. Yes. And you're emphasizing a really important point about hope being tied to patience and perseverance, uh, which has been implicit in the Romans five passage. We keep turning to then, uh, but also in Romans eight, as you're saying, and so that, that brings out the, the, the courage and the strength of hope, that it, it does require persistence to, to keep anticipating good from God in the particular thing that we're praying on or working on. And uh, I think if we get back to the, and just in wrapping up this conversation, if we get back to the Instagram followers question, who's, she's afraid to be disappointed. She's afraid to hope and be disappointed, which is, is what we're talking about here. And that's so real because we all have that, that, that feeling. I have that feeling. There's a number of things we're talking about here in terms of the larger picture of our relationship with God and participating in God's kingdom. But just to get back to the, the, the part about needing empathy, mm-hmm. I think that we, we guard against possible disappointment and we, we, uh, calm, we, we, we hold back from hoping in situations of our life because we're afraid of the the emotions of distress yes. that would follow if our hope is not fulfilled the way we want. Right. And we can handle that fear and our life is going to be better by facing that fear if we know there is empathy available for us and we know how to, to be calmed down after a hurt or a disappointment. If we know how to receive and, and absorb the the nurture, the, the the comfort, the grace that comes from 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 praying scripture and sensing God's God's comfort for us, talking with with a good friend or a spiritual director who gives us empathy and being buoyed up, mm-hmm. being being encouraged and strengthened. Mm-hmm. When we know we have access yes. to that, then we're we're willing to take the risk of hoping and being disappointed. Yeah. Jesus, how grateful we are for the eternal hope we have in you. It is a sure hope that you are good. But Lord, I pray for our listeners now, our friends here who are suffering disappointments that they didn't get what they hoped for. I pray that you would draw very near to them and that you would minister comfort to them 
your empathy, Jesus, your presence, that you would also provide for them ambassadors of you, soul shepherds, Lord, who can be there for them to mediate your empathy, your love, your grace to them, to contain and to help them to be able to process through their disappointment and their grief. And that you, by your spirit, would again renew them, their strength to hope in you and their patience to wait on you. Thank you, Lord, that you've placed us in community with others who, when our hope is waning, they can inspire us again and reorient us to hope in you and for your scriptures that again renew us in hoping in you. And thank you for your love for us that always hopes. Amen. Friends, if you would like to grow in hope, a great way to do it is to talk with a spiritual director who listens to you with empathy, who prays for you, who can guide you along in your discipleship to Jesus. We want to help you with that. We have a team of 20 senior spiritual directors on our Soul Shepherding staff who are ready to journey with you in your life and help you live the adventure of hoping in Jesus as you uh, go about this uh, world and your relationships and your work. It is so helpful to process with someone who really tunes into you and really understands and uh, prays for you. So go to soulshepherding.org and you can uh, talk with one of our senior spiritual directors. Thank you for joining us on the Soul Talks podcast. To find out more about growing in your life and leadership, subscribe to the podcast and visit us at soulshepherding.org. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram 